Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Game Awards have officially come and gone. But honestly, it's more important for us to talk about GTA 6. Yeah. I mean, uh, this might be a long episode. This might be a short episode. No idea. I don't think it's going to be long because we're not going over the Game Awards. We're going to go over, over the, the, the announcements and stuff that happened, yeah. but not going over the awards. That's we'll, fair. Dis- we'll discuss game of the year, and that's about it. And talk and about our the normal, event. yeah, the critiques of the event. Critique, criticize violently, viciously. The Gamers Do Podcast, your weekly roundup of news and commentary related to the video game industry and anything else that might pique our interests. Um, <clears throat> I was hoping to hit up Godzilla minus uh minus one, right? Minus. Why doesn't it sound right? Um, I don't think I'm gonna be able to do it though, because I don't think I think it's only in theaters to the 14th. Sadness, yeah. Which I have a dentist appointment on the 14th. It looks like good news. <laughs> good news, everybody. I have a Yay. dentist appointment. Should we get into it then? Yeah, new releases, new things to play, you know, if you're bored and my phone's on the floor. You want to spike your phone on the ground? I threw, threw it, it on, on the, the ground. ground. Oh, Hold on there. Number one, make way for the PC. Number two, the Wagadoo Chronicles for the PC. Number three, Born of Bread for PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and you Switch. You really adopted the bread. I was born in it, molded <laughs> by it. I didn't know yeast till I was nearly a man. <laughs> that, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> Number four, Cyberpunk 2077 Ultimate Edition. Number five, extremely powerful capybaras for the PC. Scary. Number six, Have a Nice Death for PlayStation and Xbox. Number seven, The Lord of the Rings Return to Moria for PS5. I forgot about that game. Yeah. Number eight, Tram Simulator Urban Transit for the PC. Very specific. Number nine, PlayStation Access Controller. So their their weird funky one, remember? That's like the circular thing. Yeah. Number ten, Arizona Sunshine 2 for PC VR and PSVR 2. Number eleven, the game no one is talking about, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. Which is interesting because <laughs> I've heard that it's not bad, actually. PC, PlayStation, Xbox. Yeah, I've also heard that it's like not terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like Ubisoft's not even advertising it for my I, I it's not in any of my feeds. 
I, it's funny because everything I've seen has been like, you know, for an Ubisoft game, it's surprisingly well polished and like. Right. Is, Which are they doing what they normally do where they don't advertise the thing they should and miss and super advertise the thing they shouldn't? Yeah. The, the whole Immortals Phoenix Rising thing. Exactly. Yeah. Because the only time that Avatar got mentioned in the Game Awards, the day it came out, was a cut in a Samsung commercial. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of that, pie in the sky idea because I don't have any free time. But I really <laughs> had this overwhelming desire today while I was thinking about the Game Awards to be like, man, it'd be nice to sit down and edit the Game Awards down and see how long it really was. If you actually take Hard Drive's quote for using an ad block, make yeah, the Game Awards. If you seven removed minutes. all the ads and things that weren't like relevant, you know, like were. Bullshit ads, essentially. How long it truly would be. Yeah. It's... It would definitely be an interesting one. It, I wonder if it would end up kind of like the fan edit for episode eight. Yeah. Where they just remove and the the entire casino planet. Mm-hmm. They just, I think literally the fan edit just goes cut, cut, and they just delete that section. Because it's not needed at all. Yep. Number 12, The Day Before, is officially out on PC. Oh, the double down on The Day of Infamy. It actually exists. It's, is it real? Did, I, it's out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it's up. It's buggy as all hell. Okay. Number 13, Lego Brick Tales VR for uh, Quest. Number 14, Terminator Dark Fate Defiance. For PC. Number 15, Warhammer 40k Rogue Trader for PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Number 16, Back Then for PC and PlayStation. And number 17, Fearmonium for PlayStation, uh, Xbox, and Switch. And the Lego mode is inside of Fortnite. Oh. Dropping. Dropping. <clears throat> All right, well, here's the headline The day before is real, but lied about everything else. <laughs> surprising nobody on this podcast yep <clears throat> alright generally you know if it looks like it's too good to be true it's too too good to be true <clears throat> I'm very phlegmy today it's probably the coffee yeah I could do that you ever get those like really stringy like snot things as well you know like stringy snot you've read stringy snot how stringy like you're trying to like like you're a you're a child character where you like have it attached to your fingers and you're a, a eight inches away from your face stringy. I mean, not that like comic book, yeah, bad, so, yeah. but you know, like you're it's clearly you feel it in your nose and you're like trying to blow your nose and it just won't come out and you're stuffing tissues in there and like twisting it and no matter what it just won't come out and when it finally does it's just like thick string. Yeah. Yeah, you want to know that's where I'm at. Like, you want to know what's probably not a good idea. What's that? But I remember like doing the the tests and the COVID tests that like wand. Yeah, that you know you jam up to your brain and, and twirl yeah, it around. You tickle your your brain yeah, yeah. a little bit. I bet that cleans out that problem pretty well. Like just blowing, 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 getting nothing, and you just go. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna knock it loose a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've found. Um... Generally, I just kind of do snot rockets into a tissue. That seems to be the only way. Oh. I've tried. I've tried doing that, but with Q-tips before. Oh, interesting. And I feel uh, like it those really help. Too big. 
that they might not get all the way. But I don't know. I haven't used the Q-tip. Also, uh, you've heard me blow my nose before, right? This is this is a transition. You've heard me blow my nose before, right? And like how aggressive it. It sounds like it's a fucking elephant. Yeah. Three, three houses down, blowing mm-hmm. his nose, and you're like, "Can you blow your nose like a normal person?" <laughs> so yeah, I have not recently. This would be years ago, but I have made my nose bleed from blowing my nose. Yeah, I've been there. Because I'm just like, this is gonna. I'm this is leaving my body. Yeah, I mean, I don't. The blowing the nose part doesn't do it. Doesn't make me my nose bleed. It's like when I feel something in there, I it's like it has to come out, and I don't care if I have to take a goddamn knife to my nose and cut my nose off. Yeah, I won't get that far, but I will get to the point where the capacity for my nose to pass air through it mm-hmm. becomes impressive to me. Yeah, like, blowing balloons with your nose. Right, probably if I if I had if I could actually create a vacuum with the the balloon around yeah. my nose, I could probably do it. Yeah, just put it over your head. <laughs> uh, what are you feeling? I'm gonna cheat. Okay, that's fine. Listen, when we get to the game wars, even, it's e- gonna be evens. It's gonna, gonna be, be just a like a shit be a, show. Yeah, I'm gonna take evens. Okay, number one. Layoffs. They're a thing. You know. Not mentioned at the game awards. Yeah, not mentioned at the game awards. They would how did they would not dare. We want to be a place that can put out messages with our platform. Mm-hmm. Not about that. Uh Phoenix Labs had its second round of layoffs this year, reducing their workforce by a total of 34 people across publishing, HR, IT, and shared services teams. Saber Interactive subsidiary New World Interactive has experienced layoffs. It was first believed that the entire studio had been shut down, but it looks like it might have been an entire team working on a specific project. Electronic Arts has implemented a round of layoffs at F1 developer Codemasters. EA called the layoffs, quote, small-scale organizational changes, end quote. And Which then, is kind of like not good. No, I mean because you're already in the midst of killing <clears throat> Criterion. Now well, you're killing Codemasters, who you bought to make more than one racing game. That and you already killed Cold Codemasters, Codemasters second studio. Right. So are you guys just backing out of racing? Oh, it's not fucking EA. Uh, Rovio has shut down Studio Lumi following its recent acquisition of Sega. L- recent acquisition by Sega. 16 members of staff lost their jobs as a result, and development has ended on an unannounced project. So that's the layoffs for the week. Um, I'm sure there'll be more in the future because that's how companies work. They're like, oh, let's uh, increase our profits by reducing operating. Um, that's what I'm looking for. Costs? Operating yeah, overhead. I guess operating overhead, operating costs. Why? Why make good product when less employee do trick? Yeah, we'll talk about that more in a little bit. Oh, great! <laughs> My favorite thing to talk about. <laughs> oh, I guess we should talk about probably the biggest thing in this podcast. I Rel- would agree, relative to the last twelve years. Wow, eleven years. Sorry. I mean, clearly it's hyped. 
GTA 6 trailer, number two Rockstar, has released the trailer for Grand Theft Auto 6 a day earlier than planned following a leak of said trailer. GTA 6 takes place in the fictional state of Leonida. I think. No idea. Where players can explore the familiar Vice City and its surrounding areas with two new protagonists. The game will be available on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X slash S in 2025. But there is no word of its potential release on PC. AK, it's coming out a year or a year and a half later. Right. GTA 6's first trailer has already broken some record, reaching over 100 million views within the first 24 hours of release. Guinness World Records said on social media that it became the most viewed video game reveal on YouTube in 24 hours. Um, thoughts? Yeah. GTA 5 came out in 2012. Yeah. Just to contextualize a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Still holds up. Came out on the 360. I would argue... Survived three generations. From an, a, a multifaceted um, perspective, from like uh, a technical sp- perspective, from a, you know, just as a whole, I think the only thing that's come close to meeting or exceeding GTA 5 is probably Red Dead Redemption 2. Also made by Rockstar. Yes. I still don't know how they made that game fucking work on PS3 and Xbox 360. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, I'm I, would, trying... I would argue there's some things that I could say like came close. Like Red Dead doing what it did and mm-hmm. then Baller's Gate is... It would yeah, be Baller's Gate. Um, there, I don't know if there's really any... If Cyberpunk had launched in the way that it's ending, mm-hmm. that also could have probably been in the running, but it is not at all. But then again, all of those games have come out in the last two years. Right. Yeah. Not in not twelve not in eleven years ago or whatever. Yeah. On a three sixty. Um That's my that's my favorite part to always yeah. think back to. Because I remember those days. Oh yeah. I have fond memories of buying it, coming home and mm-hmm. And going hard, man, hard in the paint. The when 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 like you first realize that like the switching characters is a mechanic that you can do whenever you want. Yeah, and I'm just like, how 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 are they doing this? Where's the fucking magic? Pull back the curtain. Where's the fucking dude behind the curtain with the buttons and the fucking switches? Yeah, the this once you had all three characters unlocked, the switching. Uh, on the fly between them in open world and even inside of some missions. Mm-hmm. Um, the heist. And then oh them putting God. you just in random places. Mm-hmm. I remember multiple times waking up as Trevor in the mountains, just yep. in, in your underwear. In your underwear. <laughs> hung over as all hell. Uh, the heists were amazing. The yeah, story was, was good. And this is all, 2012 is not even online. Yeah. That's, uh, that's the wild thing about GTA 5 too is, it's essentially online was a month or two months later. It's it's essentially developed into two separate games that can that are impressive on their own. Yeah, because GTA Five came out, you had to wait a month to a month and a half 
for online to get released. Mm -hmm. Then online got released, and you didn't really have much to do except for just play with your friend and rob convenience stores and drive around and race and do like little whatever missions, team deathmatch, stuff like that. Uh, And then like a year later, when we moved to PlayStation 4, I think, is when the heist came out. That popped off. Then all of us are going home, do the heist, get the crew, do four person, uh, and the stories of Dewey crashing the plane that are still some of my favorite memories. Mm-hmm. Next to me wanting to kill him in Destiny One's first raid, but the <laughs> also wanting to kill him in, in GTA for literally ending a mission that we had to do again. No, having Danger Zone kick on. After you're you done the part was, and you're just flying, that out game and... was so good at creating those moments too. Because like, I remember <clears throat> we were we were we were taken off from the fucking carrier in that mission or oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, and we were someone was like, it'd be really dope if Danger Zone started playing. And all of a sudden, the fucking music kicked on, and we were like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, like, <laughs> I feel um, like it was. I I might have been the one to say I don't remember because it was just like you're in jets. Yeah, it'd be really cool if, and then, uh, it was like, ain't no fucking way, right? Because <laughs> I also remember trying to take off multiple times, and who was going to get in the Harrier, mm-hmm. and who wasn't, and then somebody, I think it was you and somebody else, got tangled up trying to take off from the aircraft carrier yep. and crash into the ocean. And we had yep. to restart. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that one, the prison one, where somebody had to escort the other. You had you were mm-hmm. split into two teams of two. The parking lot one, where. Somebody had to crawl up, like climb up into the. You were staging a, a like drug deal that was getting attacked, mm-hmm. and so everybody so was up like on a... different roofs, mm-hmm. and yeah, ah, oh. yeah. So, um, I think expectations are obviously high. Yeah, uh, and and double down on that because you're returning to Vice City, which Vice City I think is kind of like everyone has like a special place in their heart for Vice City. Yep, and then um. Yeah, I don't know. I loved it. And then the, sh- the shots they show. Someone someone posted a video of the this was the other thing, I guess. What the the you know, the people who how do I describe it? I don't know. Some some people forgetting what GTA is or not really knowing what GTA is, and then like um the video being posted online of like they recreated all these oh, all the, actual like, Florida Instagram and TikTok yeah. and Florida man stuff of lady with the hatchets wrangling the gator out of the pool, mm-hmm. uh, the dirt the chick twerking on the car, yeah, yeah. just all that stuff. And uh, from a technical Marvel standpoint, it will blow Red Dead out of the water because if those things are rendered the way that I think they are, to have that many assets on the beach and be doing all that stuff like. That looking at that trailer and hoping that that is all rendered the way that uh, I think it is, that is your next gen game. Mm. That is what we should have, you know, should have been seeing for two years now. Yeah, in in console exclusives, like that's that is potentially exactly what you want. It's gonna be a massive world. There's so many different. You get to the mud stuff, the even the lighting effects when they show um. I can't remember the name of that boulevard that has the yeah, it's like the, the hotel and stuff on it. Yeah, it's like supposed oh, to be like Miami, the Miami Boulevard kind yeah, of. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, but that shot is so impressive, and there's so many little details everywhere, and 
it's just the 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 detail thing. Like we were sitting there, uh, my friend and I watching it in like one of our four K screens, and then pausing it and staring at things of like. Oh yeah, look at this, and look at this, and look at this, and this little neat thing, and this little neat thing, mm-hmm. and then kicking over to like the Instagram reels when the news starts playing, and you see the ticker tape at the bottom says just really stupid shit, and you're like, ah, GTA is so good. Yeah, they show that ocean shot of the the bridge with mm-hmm. the dilapidated one next to it, and it's like, is that a reference to old? Like the old Maybe. Vice City back in the day? Yeah, well, there's two bridges in Vice City. Right, but one of them's blown up mm-hmm. in this one, and they've clearly rerouted traffic onto the new bridge, and all the amount of the boat shots, and just all of this stuff that's like, this is, I hope Rockstar doesn't miss. Same. I feel the same way. I'm kind of going old man approach, where I'm like, <clears throat> I'm hyped, obviously, and I, I expectations are high, but I looked at the trailer and was like, all right, cool, Grand Assault. Uh, just because, like, for me, it was this. Everything I've said looks really good, mm-hmm. and then, and then the immediate happy to know it exists. I'll see you later. Yeah, it, like it's out of my. Mm-hmm. When we get to next year, it's gonna be like, yeah, sure, whatever. I, it's still coming. That's not. I'm more annoyed by the leak more than anything else. I'm just like kind of sick of everyone's all, all overwhelming desire to be like first. You know, what we I mean? were talking about that too, where that dude's kid. That was like taking videos of the of the game and leaking a bunch of stuff. I'm like, you probably got your dad fired. Yeah, and you screwed your fan. You like, he's if he did if he does get fired if they take like the harshest like one of the harshest penalties they could, he's fired, sued, and that family is now screwed because bro wanted clicks. Yeah, because he's gonna get black. He would get blacklisted for you know a year to two years where it's like no, you're not allowed to work on anything cool from any yeah. company because we're not trusting that you can't leak it. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, it would just be like, okay, the good version is no, you can't work at home anymore. No kids are allowed in this place. And I want to speak to your kid because is he 18? I'm suing him. Yeah. Just to make a point. Mm-hmm. It's just ridiculous. I don't like that. No. Part of uh, um, culture at the moment, the whole like, Ooh, I found that like, you know, let me ruin this. Because I gotta be first and get the the views and yeah, it's like no, just let everybody have their moment where we all get to sit together and watch a thing, yeah, and and have that genuine internet discovery communication moment. That's where the fun comes from. Mm-hmm. Like when somebody when we start playing this all, what's gonna kill me is that they're gonna give it to reviewers early and everybody's gonna talk about it. And I'm like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I want everybody to get it the same day. No reviews. I mean, what did they do just, for GTA Five? I they... don't remember. That I don't part, remember that either. Cycle, I don't remember. But I, I would prefer them not to give it to reviewers, except for on day one, and then just go. Everybody go have fun, and it, and it becomes you're gonna watch Reddit blow up, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Yeah, people I mean, grabbing all these little moments and these little characters that you find, yeah, uh, you know, little pee whiz, blah blah blah, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's just this guy. But he's got some of the craziest voice lines in the game. But he's so far out in the middle of nowhere that unless you just went driving and ignored the campaign, you'd never find him. Yeah. But those are where that's where like the my my hope would be they do uh, early preview. You know, they let people play like the first forty minutes or whatever, just so we know that it's like okay. 
Yeah, sure. If they want to, if they want to say like you have an hour and that's all we're ever giving you. Yeah, and then like you know maybe give them review copies a couple days early, but then like NDA to fuck out of them and, until like release day. Just because like obviously it's a slippery slope if you don't. It is, but it's like I would just rather that. I don't. I. Uh, I don't care about the game in- games industry playing anything early. No, I don't give a shit. I'm. I'm in the minority, I guess, but like, mm-hmm. I'm never gonna look at reviews to buy a game. I I look at reviews to make sure the game isn't broken. Right. I'll like you know check so to like, make sure there's not like a bug report somewhere or something. Yeah. Where it's like you literally can't get past mission three because blah, and it's like, yeah. So if oh, I see yeah, reviews wait. and it's like you know, they're all five four or whatever, and then I check some bylines real quick, and it's like. You know, games unplayable. I'm like, all right, cool. But if I see like eight, sevens, tens, you know, if there's like a a realistic splattering and it doesn't seem like there's any glaring headlines, I'm like, all right, I'm in. Yeah. Or if it's like, you know, there's certain things where I don't care what you say. Yeah. I'm going to play it. Mm -hmm. Cyberpunk, I was going to play. Did not care if it was going to launch broken. I was going to play that. Yeah. And I did. I paid for it with a couple of bugs, but for the most part, I was fine. And apparently, if I wanted to wait for the bugs to fix, I would have to wait three years. <laughs> so true. Um, shall we move on? Is there more you want to say? Anything? Any? Any expect? Any things you'd like to see, or or specific things you're looking forward I to? I want to know or, how the character thing works. If it's going to be like a direct, and are like, you going to uh, be able to do the free swap again? Are they going to have structured? Are we going to get another trailer that kind of? They like how they kind of initially so they did the one trailer and then they did individual trailers for Trevor Franklin and Michael. Mm-hmm. Is this considered like her trailer? Because we don't really talk to him that much except to make sure that like he's in he's in for the mission type of thing. Uh, so I'm curious if it's going to be flippable like all all the time mm-hmm. if they're going to lock you in sometimes to just being her or if you're never him at all he's just always your sidekick or you know like what is what does this all mean? Does he betray you in the end? Who knows? Hmm. I I just want to know what the how that works. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it though. I think that's the only thing that I'm like curious yeah, about. I don't. I don't. I Otherwise, don't I, I don't care. care to I don't know. want to know. Yeah, I don't think I care to that's, know. Anything that's the specific. only thing I want to know is like how do those two interact as from like a player thing? Do do I play as both of them? Like, do I at least get to customize them? Mm-hmm. Am I only customizing her? Is it one playable character I guess, or two? I guess the things I want to know are like logistics stuff. Like, okay, so when's <clears throat> what you know, when's the PC version coming out? Like I would what, also like to see a map overlaid of Los Santos. Yeah, yeah. Like that like the logistical stuff and then like what's what's GTA online gonna look like? When's it releasing? What's I want is GTA there a roadmap? Online. Like is there gonna be some shtick? You know I want GTA online one month to two months after launch. Yeah. I want everybody to experience a single player first. Yeah. Um, that's about it though for what I really care about. Anything else I don't really need to know, uh, except for when is it coming and who do I give the money to? And because I said twenty five, I'm wondering are we gonna get fall twenty five? Spring twenty five? Yeah, kinda I guess it's not early. I keep thinking that it's like soon, but we're basically in twenty twenty four. Yeah, we still so. have a whole other year. I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know either. All right, number three. This one sounds a little clickbaity to start. So great. 
Sony is expected to take full control of Destiny developer Bungie if the studio fails to meet the financial targets set after it was acquired last year. According to an IGN report, Bungie is currently a fully independent subsidiary within Sony with a board of directors that is split between PlayStation executives and those of Bungie. Bungie CEO Pete Parsons has the tiebreaker vote with fellow board members, including PlayStation Studios boss Herman Holst, Sony uh, senior VP Eric Lempel, uh, Bungie CTO uh, Louis uh, Vigas, and studio co-founder Jason Jones. However, sources told IGN that Bungie leaders said shortly after the recent round of layoffs that if the studio does not reach certain financial goals, Sony can dissolve the split board and take full control. Uh, Sources said that the layoffs, combined with other cost-cutting measures, such as a hiring freeze, reduced travel budgets, the cancellation of holiday bonuses, and reduction of yearly studio performance bonuses, has significantly impacted morale, creating a, quote, soul-crushing mood, end quote, within the company. Do you think the the board bonuses are on the table yet? Or <laughs> this guy over here asking the real questions. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I, I'm, I kinda, I'm kind of gonna wait and see at this. I have yes. Popcorn's out. Popcorn is out. I have no sympathy for Bungie. Nope, neither do I. It's because gone. how many fucking times have you weaseled your way out of this? You've you've somehow attempted to blame every parent you've ever had. Yep. And, and I give you the benefit of the doubt both the times. first two times. Both times. But you know what they say, fool me once, fool me twice, third time. I ain't doing that shit again. No. And the call's coming from inside the house. <laughs> uh, and you know what? I don't know. I don't know. Because you got to pick your poison. I think out of the three that that I, like, currently... Currently, obviously, Xbox slash Microsoft's got like a little bit of a, a mind share, like everyone likes them sort of thing going on right now. Um, I don't know what's worse to be eaten by, Activision or Sony. Sony. You think Sony's worse? I think they have the same problem. Yeah. You either yeah. become a Naughty Dog support studio. Yep. Or you live long enough to see yourself become a Call of Duty support studio. Yep. <laughs> so... Yeah, so uh, it's it's gonna be really interesting. I have a problem. I yeah, just popcorn's out. Yeah, I want to I want to see how this falls. I also am curious. Um, I would like it if they turned around and said, "We have now assumed control of the board, and the board is now removed." Like we've assumed control of this company, and everybody that was in a senior leadership position is now gone. Like essentially, from mm-hmm. all of the the people that have caused all these problems all these years. Yeah. It's like we're going down to you have your team leads and one lead designer and that's that. Like, yeah, fix this. Mm-hmm. Pulling all hands and be like, listen, fix this. We can't have this. This cannot. You guys can't have three IPs of, apparently in the pro- in process and keep doing this and yeah. assume that you're going to make three and assume that Marathon is going to be successful. When we saw what we saw. Yeah, I mean, they. It's kind of funny because seeing the lineage between um, 343 Mm -hmm. and Bungie, like they're they're 
the opposite of the same coin and they have the same fucking problems where like they can't get out of their own fucking way. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And Marathon just it just looks like Destiny. It looks no fucking different. Right. And then they had that third one that which they've announced that it has a code name and that's a Yeah. Which I'm sure, guess what? Looks like the other two. Yeah. Or is getting canceled. Yeah. Number four. PlayStation is removing purchased Discovery television shows from its platform by the end of this month. In a legal notice sent to users who have previously bought Discovery content on a PlayStation store, the company said shows will become unavailable due to licensing issues from December 31st. Over 1,300 seasons of shows will be removed as listed by PlayStation, including Animal Planet Presents, Cake Boss, Deadliest Catch, How It's Made, and Mythbusters. And I'm sure at some point there's going to be a weird lawsuit, and we'll see how that goes. As there should be. Um, <clears throat> next up is the Game Awards. So I figure what we'll do, since we are not going to cover the awards, we'll talk about anything you want to talk about. I'm assuming we'll touch on Baldur's Gate. Is this when you want to air our grievances and criticize, and then we'll go into a game announcements, or you want to just smush it all together into one? Let's go through the awards, then Festivus, then announcements. Okay. Do you want me to rip through all of them, or you want to just do I'll a take few? Care, I'll take care of the awards, okay. then we'll Festivus, and then I'll let you get through the, some of the announcements. Okay. If the announcements are as long as I think they are, maybe we'll split those. Um, so awards, uh, we're going to do this right from the top, important to down game of the year from the game awards was Baldur's Gate three. I think correctly chosen. Yeah. Uh, I have, I, frankly, I was probably not going to have really much of an argument if they chose anything else. Uh, Alan Wake two is my prediction, but I, okay. Baldur's Gate wins. I can't argue that at all. From, from an outsider's perspective, I think Baldur's Gate three uh edges out Alan Wake, but if it could have been either one and I think it, people would have been okay with that. I wouldn't be surprised if at Dice you maybe see Alan Wake win. Mm-hmm. But for game of the year and like involving fans and everything, I think Baldur's Gate just kills it. Yeah. Uh, but there might be like when when Dice is doing it and it's all inside industry type things, I wonder if they see things that are like technical marvels that are more impressive for them or something. Yeah. But we'll see. Uh, best game direction went to Alan Wake. Best narrative and best art direction, all Alan Wake 2. Um, I did see a tweet. Let's see if I still have this saved. Uh, that was a, it was a 10-year-old, or a, a tweet that was referencing 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And if you remember 10 years ago, I remember this happening now that I've like read this, but I, I wouldn't have been able to 100% cite it. Yeah. Um, 10 years ago, Sam Blake, Remedy made a video apologizing to fans that they couldn't get an Alan Wake sequel. So 2013, he's like, you can't get it. it financially, we can't make it. Mm-hmm. The first, you know, first one doesn't didn't sell. American Nightmare probably didn't sell enough. There's not enough entry or whatever. Uh, and then, you know, fall back to remedies like down, dark years, and then they come back, controls the thing, controls, kills it. Yeah. And now we have Alan Wake 2. And then Sam in 2023... Uh, Alan Wake 2 uh, wins, let's see here, best game direction, best narrative, best art direction. Uh, is there another one in here? No, that's just the ones. But massive ones. And the dude jumps in the middle of a performance at the awards dancing. Yeah. Like, what a 10-year turnaround. Oh, yeah. It's insane. 
control, man. That uh, I'm and I'm uh, about. I checked a, a walkthrough chapter number just to like make sure. I think I'm like seventy five percent of the way through Alan Wake two right now. So, and I'm I'm loving it. Good. Uh, I won't play tonight though. That's still true. Uh, what else did I want to talk about on here? I wanted an argument for best ongoing game being Cyberpunk. I don't think that is an ongoing game. Yeah, I mean, this goes back to our last conversation about the Game Awards where the categories are just kind of... Categories are fucked up. Yep. Or at least whoever votes to put them in doesn't do it correctly. Um, And Faker wins best esports athlete. Let's go. Let's go, boy. Content creator of the year, Iron Mouse, who is a VTuber that Matt and I did not know. But the question posed to me by Matt as that happened was, was there ever a year you thought that this would become so mainstream to win this? And the answer was then no. It's and still no. I'm honestly it's like wild. I, I it is. I'm shocked how prolific VTubers have become. Yeah. It's cool. I love the idea of it. Um and you brought up a valid point to where like I kind of like it as an alternative to the traditional um female option as far as right and it's not because i mean i there's there's the immediate backpedal i want to do of like no we don't hate women but it's the no but like it's, it's that you can hide behind that so you can nobody knows what you look like and you should hopefully still be able to go about your daily life and not feel the creeps on the internet that want to th- like that threaten you mm-hmm like I think there's sh- like that all that should not be a thing that happens, but it is. Mm-hmm. So it's like I think it also allows that allows I honestly it works both ways. It allows, you know, gender roles to kind of take a back seat. So like, you know, you could have a a female VTuber or a male VTuber kind of shirk gender traditional gender roles and not get as attacked as they would if they were like yeah, presenting their their exact self. Yeah, you don't. I mean, like Doc was a, Doc is essentially a VTuber. Yeah, but without like he he's himself play. He is Guy Beam playing a character. Yeah, uh, that has pushed many a boundaries and and many a things. Mm-hmm. But like that 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 idea of playing the character is the VTuber of like. Mm-hmm. Oh, my name is is uh, Jane Doe, and I am the VTuber Mighty Mouse. Yep. But you don't know the Jane Doe part. You just know Mighty Mouse and their antics on stream, and it's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you were, most of them are using voice modulation of some sort or whatever. So it's like it's, if you were just wandering through a Walmart, you'd never know. Yeah. And it's it's fascinating in its own way. Like I I looked into it a little bit when we were joking about the Boomkin thing about how to be dungeons. Hey, I'm fucking bum blasting over here. How they like create the art and everything, and then like it's breaking whole, it up, and then rigging, and yeah, like, you're doing a whole lot of layer things. And then mm-hmm. you're wireframing onto it to make mo like reactive motions yeah, to where the where you're essentially doing art and then animation. Yeah, and then having a tracking. camera, having a camera still technically on you, mm-hmm. that is then moving the rig for you. So as you do all like the reactions, and you kind of become a puppet master. Yeah, to be a really good one to like move it around the way you want, or to have mm-hmm. the reactions. I mean, and then you gotta you, and then on top of that, you gotta do your, like your preset stuff. There's certain things, effects you want. Yeah, 
uh, any sort of voice alteration. The, right. And I, th- I think a lot of them do use voice modulating software, which makes sense. Why wouldn't you? Like you're it's just another layer character. Uh, it's another separation layer. Uh, the, the only thing that I don't love about it mm-hmm. is I need people to do what you and I are joking about doing with a Boomkin model. Yeah. I need them to branch the models more. Yeah, you that's don't my all one, have to be anime characters. Yes, that's my one beef with it. I, I obviously I think it's neat in one aspect because I like anime, so it's cool to see that be more mainstream. Yeah. But I think in the next couple years, like maybe the next two years, when it becomes even more popular, you'll start to see it go the direction that we're thinking. That's kind of more, yeah, spreads out, spreads its wings a little bit. We don't and you all can have do to be anime things. characters that clearly look like they could star in their own episode of Dragon Ball Z. Like we yeah. do something different. Yeah, yeah. Um, that being said, we have watched a VTuber. Mm-hmm. And it is only fair to shout her out. That is the the wonderful Chibi Doki, mm-hmm. who is fucking hysterical. Yeah, she's... I'm pretty sure she's well younger than both of us. Oh from, yeah, from the my jokes. from my understanding of she plays with Ray a lot and always jokes about watching him and whatever and how he's... And how young she is relative. Yeah. but she is hysterical. Mm-hmm. She is somebody that I could probably watch even without the group content because it's just chaos and mayhem Mm -hmm. and her rig is is pretty simple yeah but it's she puppets it really well with like the right reactions the modulations and everything Mm -hmm. are are so good but then she'll i believe i don't know if our social media team still works or not so she might not get shouted out technically but um the Rig she has, I believe, is like a pink, like dragon. It's supposed to be something like a pink dragon esque. I think like it has. I don't know if it has wings, but it has like the fang teeth or whatever. Yeah. Uh but she's just like a small, like not full size, not like adult model, but like almost almost child model that you never see like the whole thing of unless she starts flying it around the screen. Mm-hmm. But it's hysterical to <clears throat> me because she will. I don't know how many she has saved where she'll like be putting hats on mm-hmm. or whatever. And I think one day there's, there's multiple clips that pop up all the time. I think one that says, uh, she, like milf hunter is a hat that it has. And the, there's just so many that just make me fucking start laughing. I'm like, how are you wearing this and, and acting in any way serious? Like it's, it's not you wearing it, but like it, it it's just yeah, fucking hysterical. Uh, there's one that said, what was the one? It was, I think, Among Us twerking, like a gif, mm-hmm. and it was just plastered on her forehead. And her and Ray were talking about something. He's like, do you still have, uh, or like, he asked her something, and she's like, my entire chat is just spamming sus and Among Us. And he's like, well, do you still have Among Us twerking on your forehead? And then she just goes radio silent for a minute while she, cl- you, you, if you were watching her stream, she clicks over, clicks into clearly into whatever rigging software and is moving things. And he's like, where did you go? Did you, did you leave? She's like, no, nah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Because <laughs> she completely forgot she had that stuff on or whatever. Oh, I think the MILF Hunter is Man I Love Feet. Okay. I think that's what the abbreviation is underneath the hat. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, the normal whatever. But it's just like. There's just so many stupid things that you can do. I mean, that's kind of the fun of it, too, because, like, it almost opens up a different type of possibilities because, like, you could have all these 
outfits, effects, different facial expression, different animations, all keyed to a Steam, a, a, what are they called? Stream Deck. Yeah. I just want to say Steam Deck, but, yeah, <laughs> you know, like, they just hot, you hit, hit a button, and you got, you got a whole different, yeah. whole different character. Yeah, I mean, if you really up the production quality, you end up, again, kind of like Doc, where he's, like, walking through, mm-hmm. you know, the, the locker room that is clearly a green screen in his office, but he's... You know, got the whole thing designed up so he can kind of like walk through when he's riding in a Lambo and like yep. the like if you if you're one of those if you have a rig and you're doing a driving sim type thing and you put yourself you put your character like in a driving cockpit mm-hmm. and it's like a, the whole thing is just so That's, funny. It's wild. Um, at the same point, time for grievances. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Of the Game Awards. Dun, dun, dun. Shit was too long. It was hella long, as the kids say. Uh, it was three and a half hours if you count the half hour pre-show. We got to stop. This has to be two hours. Yeah, has to be. If it's two and a half because you do a 30 minute lead in and then two hours, fine. But you have to be that long. You cannot go over. I find it mildly entertaining how they keep uh, shrinking the actual game awards portion of it. Yeah. More and more. And it's just morphing into like we go from E3. summer. We go from summer game fest to winter game fest. That's what it's turning yeah. into. And we're. That's that's my first gripe. Too long. Mm-hmm. My second gripe. We gotta stop with the favoritism. Yeah. 
This it has to end. Mm-hmm. This cannot be a show about Jeff, which I, for the most part I don't think it really is. But they're obviously he's hosting it, so there's gonna be a lot of him. But I think well here's here's my Kojima thing. cannot come out I, for ten minutes with fucking nothing, and then we kick award winners who are the focus of the night off the stage. I I think it is valid criticism. If it was a one-time thing or a couple times, whatever. But it's so consistent now that like the the Game Awards is clearly based on Jeff Keighley's relationships with people in the industry. Yes. And clearly he has stronger relationships with Certain some people, people than others, yes. which is fine. But I think I appreciate what Jeff Keighley has done for video games and what he's done for the Game Awards and... and all that stuff, Summer Games Fest. But I think at this point, he's becoming um, more, I don't want to say more of a hindrance, but he's starting to limit its possibilities in a certain way. Like He needs to let it be bigger than him, and I don't think yeah. he, I think he wants to say that it is, mm-hmm. but he's not willing he's, to let he's, go. He's not, do it, he's not doing the show it, don't say it. Yeah. Where it's like, no, let... Even let somebody else host and say like presented by whatever, and you come out and do like game of the year or something. But let somebody else host then. Yeah, you know, try to do something like that. But the I, the Hideo thing is the easiest thing to bring up because it's hysterical. It's it, it's so much watching him lose his boyfriend to Jordan Peele. In that moment, I. I was going to start cackle laughing on your couch because it was just so hysterical to see it happen in real time. Mm-hmm. But that being said, it was 10 minutes. They didn't say anything. Yeah. They didn't show anything. They didn't say anything. And that was okay when he left Konami. Yeah. And everybody went, what the fuck is going to happen? Like, this is ridiculous. And then they do Death Stranding at those Game Awards. That, fine. That is a... That's like a massive, like if Todd Howard leaves Bethesda and he goes radio silent and nobody knows what he's going to do and then he announces his own studio and own game there, fine. But you can't just keep doing this, he, oh, he's a visionary, whatever, and then drop a game and we're all kind of like, but what are you even doing? There's not, You didn't show anything. You showed two people talking to a screen with a door. Like Nobody gives a shit. Yeah. Um, the, the act is tried. Mm-hmm. My other uh, this criticism that I agree with all of that. The other one that annoys me is this. Um, I, I kind of feel like he's trying to force the mainstream thing a little bit too much. Like I'm yep. sick of the actors being. That was big. my. That was my next thing. They don't need to be there. They don't. They don't. And uh, honestly, like it's it's funny because like the music, the Alan Wake musical act felt more genuine and it was more enjoyable than. You know, having Matthew McConaughey show up and try to try to feel and try to be like in the in the you know, I here here's my do not bring another actor to this mm-hmm. unless they are like unless in, it feels genuine and it, it is genuine. It, yeah, it needs to feel genuine. I was gonna say unless they're in a game, but you can't bring Vin Diesel to show a Fast and no. Furious game. If they honestly, no actor should be there for the most part unless they are accepting an award for being. A, like a role in a game. Yeah. They do not need to be there otherwise and talk about how much they seemingly did not need to be there with a broken leg. No. Talking about how much he loved he loves video games. You can't bring Anthony Anthony Mackey there to present a thing because he can't shut the fuck up. 
Yeah, because that's that's kind of the problem. It's like it goes back to the argument about um, favoritism and 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 not necessarily favor the favoritism pie, but like all the bullshit and then kicking out the people that you're supposed to be celebrating. Like you're supposed to be the idea is to celebrate the gaming industry, but then you're focusing on actors. Actors. You should have had a wrap it up sign five seconds into Anthony Mackey's thing. Yeah. Like, dude, we brought you here to do this. Stop talking. Mm-hmm. And then when it gets to Baldur's Gate 3 winning a thing, Alan Wake winning a thing, uh, all the ones that won that did not get to go receive an award on stage because they were just, you know, they either weren't there or it was one of the ones that, like, Sid did on the side where they're like, yep, they win this, and it was just kind of it. They should have been given, I know it was the whole joke about Christopher Judge. Yeah. But it's fine to have that moment that they had. Mm-hmm. He also didn't need to say anything about the Call of Duty's campaign length, which was a another like just weird out of touch shot where it's like, yeah, you want to kind of be like the haha, we're going to poke fun at it. But you're talking to a room full of devs that after leaked in problem development that that was supposed to be DLC, wasn't DLC, then became rushed and crunched. And then you're saying it, it fucking sucked. And you're telling it to a room of them is like kind of weird. I liked it, but I don't like Call of Duty. So right, but like it's it's just it's just weird though. It is. It's a weird. It's I guess it's weird. Uh, it's weird to do that at the. It'd be like walking up on the Oscars, and being like, "Man, you know what's never gonna win? Pearl Harbor." <laughs> and you're like, "What the fuck are we talking? Why are why are we shitting on a movie out of nowhere?" If you wanted to shit on like some part of the movie where you're like, "Man, we could have just killed Makarov ten years ago, and this would have saved a lot of things." Like. Ha ha ha! Like you want to mm-hmm. shit on a specific, but you don't want to shit on like the process of making it. You want to shit on a moment of it, sure. But it, that it was just weird to me. Um, then the you're gonna sh- you're gonna do that, but you're not gonna talk about the crunch and the the layoffs that the industry has taken at record number this year with record profits. Because that would have been a great turnaround. Is if the next presenter came out and went, man, that's really weird. That you wanted to make a joke about that. I'll give you a better joke. Uh, everybody here that's reaping benefits from profits and fired half their studios. Yeah. And then watch the room go deadpan silent and go. That's what I thought. Anyway, next award goes to <laughs> like that would have been it would have been a wild turnaround. That same thing though, back to the actor. I would rather have seen Todd Howard present an award, Pete Hines present an award, Hideo present an award. Reggie was there, present an award. Mm. Greg Miller, present an award. Like, you're just an industry pundit person, but, like... Yeah. I don't... You know, just something that... I don't give a fuck if there's the actors there. Who gives a shit? It's a money grab, and it feels bad and horribly disingenuous to gamers and game developers who are supposed to be the focus. Yeah, I think... I Honestly, it's... It's almost like there's an identity crisis of sorts, or it needs to figure out what it is because it's They're not bad. really right now. It's not really the game awards. It's, They're trying to be the Oscars again. It's they want Hollywood's approval so bad, yet they rake Hollywood in money. And and you'll notice this when we get into um, what was announced. I appreciate seeing the new stuff, but there was too much this year. I would have been. Frank- there was just too much. What. I would love to see a version of this where they come on and they go, welcome to the Game Awards Mm pre-show. Just so you're aware, 
for the next 20 minutes, we're ripping trailers. Buckle up. And they take all those trailers they showed throughout the night, condense them into a 20-minute haul ass mm-hmm. at the beginning of the thing, rip through as many of them as they can, then intersperse a couple. But like the big hitters, not these random feel-good things. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, Blade. Okay, makes sense. Big hitter in the middle of a show. But not um, the soup-making one in the middle of the show. Which you saw a few times, actually. Well, it was nominated for an award. Yeah. But they had a conversation about it irrelevant of the award. Mm-hmm. And I was like, really, really, there needs to be, I think, there either needs to be two separate events or there, there does, there either needs to be a game awards and a winter's, a winter game fest. Yeah. Or I don't know, like there's just, or just slim it down. I don't know. Just not have as much reveals and stuff. It would be nice if they did two events in a back-to-back, but I know they would lose a lot of, like, viewer-type yeah, thing. To... But if they if they just said, we're going to do an hour of Winter Game Fest, and then we're going to do an hour, or an hour of awards and an hour of... You know what they should do? Is what would be great is they should do a lead-up to the Game Awards, and it's basically 30, 20-minute pre-cut canned things that they release every day where it's like, Here's a group of game reveals, and you know maybe a couple minutes talking about them that are twenty minutes, and you do it for like I don't know ten days leading up to the game awards. I I'll pitch you this: if I'm to tell Keely what to do, and Keely Keely comes to me and he goes, "Hey, listen, you've made Ubisoft millions, you've made Microsoft millions, you got Google to back off a of Stadia, saved a millions." <laughs> I've heard this Gamer 2 podcast just come just cranks ideas. And I need a way to save the Game Awards because we make money, but like everybody just gets pissy every year. What do I do? And I go, Jeff, I got a fucking idea for you. I know you want to be the Oscars. But what if I told you the Oscars doesn't do it right either? What if I gave you something better? I'm going to give you a 30-minute lead-up pre-show to the Game Awards. That 30-minute lead-up is going to be a panel of some of the most notable games journalists that might have had a vote inside of this. You know, you're going to be putting in I, I, uh, your uh, Ryan McCaffrey's, Greg Miller, me, notable games journalist me, <laughs> uh, Andrea Renee. Like, you're going you're gonna to put all these people that are are covering all gaming news, somebody from uh, IGN or, you know, whatever. And they're going to go do like an actual pre-show for an award ceremony where put you can put a pseudo red carpet in if you want. That's fine. Put their desk in front of that and they talk. They see people go by and they go, who do we think is going to win game of the year tonight? And like what they loved about the moments in those games. And, you know, they get to have that typical mm-hmm. award discussion that you would want to have at an award show. Yeah. And then we're doing the awards, and we're doing awards for an hour. That's it. And when I say we're doing the awards, I mean we're doing the fucking awards. You want to take a piss break 20 minutes in? Fine. But we're going awards, awards, musical act, awards, awards, musical act, awards, 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 awards. I like the orchestral 
thing before game of the year. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, I do think that is a neat and like kind of cool thing. The flute guy doesn't need to be there. Though. I'll be real clear about that. Doesn't need to be there. No. Do that. If there was like a, a game from that year, like when they did the Red Dead thing. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like, that's the one thing I will say is all of the, the musical, the musical acts, were acts were good. Yeah. And it's the like, Alan Wake thing, the fucking Hellblade thing. Yeah. So like those can be in the awards because those are all relevant to the awards. Those are all really good. Mm. But we're going to take all those trailers that you really like and all the trailers we're going to put into a post show. So we're going to do this 30 minute lead up. We're going to do a one hour award ceremony where it's just awards, 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 musical acts. You want to plug the, the Steam Deck giveaway, whatever. That's, a, that's the time to do it. That's fine. But what we're not going to do is talk about any game that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. If you want to end that show, say uh, something along the lines of, and Fortnite that's up for best ongoing game has this to show you tonight. And they drew, they do the Lego thing. Fine. But it's only th- relevant for things that have either happened or like at this moment that are relative to awards nominated now or earlier in the year. The second hour of this show is all the trailers. And it's just Game Awards, Game Fest. Everybody's still in the audience, and now we're showing off. Okay, we're showing. I like off the idea. With, we're showing you off with the. Let's take a look into the future. What's to come? So not, not an in memoriam, but uh. So uh, what they oh. should do? Do the Game Awards traditionally, and then do the second half be Player Choice Awards, and you essentially they have categories: most anticipated indie. Most anticipated, a couple. They used to have those. A couple, a couple categories. Well, they still have just the one, I guess. Yeah. But then you watch the trailers that fit into that category, and they're like, "All right, vote." I did too much. I don't want to do that. You got to make it interactive, though, because here's the thing: everyone's gonna just. That's I. I get the battle I guess, here I because guess, then you you don't get people to watch it. Is the problem? The problem is that you would 100 percent get people to watch both because you purposely have to tailor the second show to just be a winter game. The second hour is just winter games fest, yeah. which is what people are going to want. Mm-hmm. But the people that want the awards that you're interspersing again, the right now moments and things that are relative to those awards and earlier in the year, still fine, but you don't care about that because you, if you're Jeff, you're still really selling that second part. That second part is your, is your most tuned yeah. into. The problem but, is though, you then you end up with a four hour show. But what you can do no 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 no. I'm I'm limiting this at thirty minutes, hour, hour. That's the end of that discussion. He does not get to go longer. I will pull him off of stage with a cane. I will Terry Tate, the office linebacker, remove him from the stage. <laughs> it is just our awards, our winter winter game fest, bang bang. We move. We are here to just fucking blow shit up. You want the most concise thing you've ever seen? Done. Do you remember what you saw the three snaps ago? No, exactly. Don't worry about it. Now, to uh. your idea, though, there is gonna there could be some type of that component. You need a site that doesn't crash when you tell people to go to it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Followed by just a, what are you most anticipated for? And each time, or like each time a new trailer pops up during that segment, it has a yes, no, maybe. And then you just you get one vote. You're sitting at your phone, you're like, 
I like that. Yes. No. And it just rank choice. <laughs> no, because you'd be ranking one. Th- you'd be ranking one through thirty, and then have to re-rank. It does not no, work per that category. Way. Per category. No, there's no such thing as categories. No, you got to have categories. You oh know, categories God. don't make sense anymore. Genres are a joke. Did you? Yeah, not, but then you, you get the him? fucking triple A's with the indies, and then people start getting all fucking frothing. Well, I'm only. I only it. care about what you're excited for. I don't give a fuck what category it is. Uh, I only want to say yes, no, maybe. That's it. Did you want to play it? Do you not want to play it? Are you unsure about it? Cool. And then we're live tabulating that on the backside and it says, here's the top 10. Just going to be maybe on all of them. Perfect. That's what that means. Top 10. Fucking figure it out. Who gives a shit? No matter. There will always be a yes in there and there will always be a no. Call of Duty comes up. You press no. They press yes. Bang, bang. I'm telling you it would work. Because if we do anything else, it's going to be four hours. And that's too long. This has to be quick, concise, hit an ad placement everywhere. We just do pop-ups in. like. Brought to you by Old Spice. Ping. That's it. We don't show an Old Spice trailer. We don't need the guy talking. We just say gamers need to shower. And then we move on. The best ad they did, the anti-smoking one. You want to know why? It was over in 20 seconds. <laughs> the most random thing. Literally, hey, don't smoke. Thanks. Moving on. Truth. Um, it's like that's, that's how concise it has to be. It has, like, when I, I always talk about uh, with... I think with you and with the guy at work, when we're talking about like Kojima and games that get too big, uh, Odyssey, well, Odyssey was a different problem. Valhalla, whatever. They have to be edited. You have to be willing to cut out dumb shit. Well, yeah. I mean, that's kind of... You ha- you make a more complete package. So somebody walks out of that going, I I didn't... I don't feel like I wasted anything. That's, this all just makes sense. And it's... It's all just bangers, bangers, bangers. So then here's here's how this works. Again, opening lead up, discussing awards, awards, trailers, post show. Post show doesn't matter. Other than it's that same desk talking about the trailers that just came out and being like, what the fuck was that from blah, blah, blah? Holy shit, that looks really good. And that you can tune out at that point. You want to go to bed? Who gives a shit? They're just going to only, they're not going to show anything new. They're just kicking the viewer away as they just kind of close it out. Mm. But they're, they're not going to, they're not going to do a shadow drop of like a, a new trailer. They're going to be like, hey, just remember that uh, if you haven't gone to the site yet to sign in, you got 20 minutes to try to win a Steam Deck. I, I do. I'm not even going to say that because we'll, we'll be here another 30 minutes talking about this. I know. Um, <laughs> it, needs, it needs some revisions. But that's why I just want... That's what we'll, we'll blanket statement. The Game Awards need some revisions. And that's why I'd rather just break it up that hard because I think that you would still be able to pull in the same amount of viewers. I think you'd have a spike probably on the second half which I would expect, but I think that you would still see a pretty decent chunk show up in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's even shorter... Like, even like Doc showing up on his stream in a suit streaming it. If it's just shorter, more people will watch it. Yeah. I mean, that's just the... I think it's just the truth of it. All right. Announcements. There's a lot. Not of them. Not, we don't need this many. All right. Uh, Sony Santa Monica announced DLC for God of War Ragnarok titled Valhalla, launching on December 12th, and it's free. 
I'm going to do something that you're going to hate. Yeah, what's that? When I comment on a lot of these. That's fine. And when I comment on something like this, I go, this goes in the first half of my version. Because that's relative to a game that is two years old. Yeah. But also, that it's DLC free. was wild. Yeah. When they said free DLC, you and I both went, did <laughs> <laughs> the fucking Scooby-Doo. <laughs> nah, it was, it was great. Loved it. I, I made sure I still got a word installed on my system when I came home. I do. Alan Wake 2 co-director Kyle Rowley revealed that its new game plus mode called The Final Draft will launch on December 11th and will feature an alternative narrative and, and a new ending and a nightmare difficulty mode like the new like first installment of Alan Wake. Also, very cool. But you want to know what? Well, it wasn't planned at all. That was in the middle of accepting an award. Yep. Which also I thought was hysterical because you could see Sam Lake go, what the fuck, man? I just gave this whole thing about like the world should be coming together. What are you advertising for? <laughs> did, did you catch that look? Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny to me. I mean, it was good. He did He did give a good, like, I was wondering if he was going to tear up. Mm. <clears throat> they started dancing. Yeah. That yeah. was good. I, I actually enjoyed that because it. they did it so well. I was listening to Spotify today, not paying attention, and all of a sudden I hear the song come on. I was like, I'm not playing Alan Wake. Yeah. That song's 13 minutes. Holy shit. The, like, the real that version. version of it. Uh, Square Enix revealed DLC for Final Fantasy 16 titled Echoes of the Fallen and The Rising Tide, uh, launching in spring of 2024. Again, first, first half of the show. Akumi Nakamura showcased the first project, Kamuri, 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 developed by her new studio, Unseen, after second, leaving Tango Gameworks. Second half of the show. Yeah. She was too much. That's a perfect example of uh, Mr. Keeley's relationships getting in the way. Yeah. But again, in, in my edited version of the show, her showing up at the second half wouldn't be a problem. You'd just be like, whatever. We're not having to cut anybody off. We're just doing a thing. And when she, in, in the pre-show, when she walks behind the red carpet, and they go, oh, she's here. I wonder why. And they don't, and you don't tell, you don't tell them fucking anything other yeah. than what they know. Uh, but yeah, no, the, it looked pretty. Yeah, like it looked pretty, and I'm just like, so what do we do? Yeah, because every time you've come out to a game, you've then left the studio after. <laughs> a lot of the games have that problem. It looks pretty, but what is it? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Square Enix presented a new installment of the Mana series with Visions of Mana, coming to PlayStation Five, PlayStation Four, Xbox Series, and PC sometime in 2024. I don't really care about mana, so I was I was just kind of like, yep, whatever. Arcane Studios revealed that development has begun on Marvel's Blade. Again, the cinematic looked good, but I want to. It was a he did say third person, um, but I just want to know more. I want to I want to see. I like I like that they did it how they did it, and it's like, oh, it's the dark hour now. Mm-hmm. There's the fangs, the whole thing. But like, when do I get? At least give me the like. Look for a trailer in next year or something like that, you know. Starbreeze Studios is remaking 2013's Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, coming to all the uh, PS5, Xbox Series, and PC, February 28th. So, very soon. Yeah, that was it, cool to see that get remade. Yeah, that's, been a, that's been a Steam sale staple for a while. Lightspeed LA announced its first title, Last Sentinel, 
an open world game set in a cyberpunk infused Tokyo. Also looked cool. Did. Don't know what it is, but it looks cool. There was a lot of Asian. It was very Asian this year. Keely was up to something. He's he's definitely he leans Asian. It does. I mean, you're not wrong. Sega announced five new games based on classic IP, all currently in development. Jet Set Radio, Shinobi, Golden Axe, Streets of Rage, and Crazy Taxi. We've wondered what they've been up to. They're up to something. Those Segas. No Man's Sky developer Hello Games showcased the trailer for its next project, the open-world fantasy multiplayer game Light No Fire. Again, looked good. It actually looked good. Looked good. Uh, And it was was gameplay. It wasn't just... Yep. Uh, The Sean getting roasted on Twitter has been great. Yeah, the the tweet uh, you sent was was fantastic. There have been multiple ones. One of them is the uh, Breaking Bad meme of Walter being... Uh, handcuffed in the car, whatever that he can't get out of, and screaming, and it's the guy telling Sean, "No, no, don't overpromise a game again." No, <laughs> and then him tweeting back at the guy with the uh, uh, James, uh, not McAvoy. Oh my god, I'm trying to remember what it actually was, and I can't now. It's it's him with the noose around his neck, saying first time." Oh yeah. Um, James Franco. Yeah, James Franco. Yeah, it's him. <laughs> Sean tweeted that with him saying, oh, first time. <laughs> and that was just so, he's never going to live that down. But it, I, I'm one, happy he looks a lot healthier now and out of that funk and depression that No Man's Sky put him in. Um, but two, to also be able to kind of be playful about this now is mm-hmm. a lot better. Uh, Don't Nod gave a first look at its next IP, Lost Records Bloom and Rage. Set to be available on PC, Xbox, and PS5, it focuses on a group of friends who reunite in seemingly supernatural circumstances. Oh, I can't say that name. Holy shit. Uh, Budokai Tenkachi shared a new trailer for Dragon Ball Sparking Zero, revealing its official title. Ex-Bioware developers Archetype Entertainment presented a trailer for its sci-fi RPG Exodus featuring Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. Except I was told I should say pew, pew, pew. That was fucking awful. It's like the exact reason you shouldn't be there. Yep. Supermassive Games revealed a new Dead by Daylight spinoff called The Casting of Frank Stone. The entire trailer, I was like, what the fuck's happening? Same. Saber Interactive showed a first look of Jurassic Park Survival, a first-person title set on Isla Nublar. I don't know how you said, I don't know what the title, like how you pronounce it. It Island, but Yeah, it did look really good, and I, I hope it is good because... I'm, uh, I'm curious how, it, yeah, how it's going to play and everything. Yeah, like Is what it, it Resident Evil, but it's dinosaurs? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Inventory management and survival horror, but it's, you know, dinosaurs and... Mm-hmm. But it looked good. Yeah. No gameplay. Just as we all know, flares don't work on T-Rexes. So I don't know why. Exactly. Former Payday developer Ten Chambers revealed uh, a new heist game called Den of Wolves. Ten Chambers also debuted the GTFO final chapter trailer. Den of Wolves had a lot going on. 
Um, nothing in my mind sticks out other than uh, the same like weird mask aesthetic yeah, that seems like the, to be prolific everywhere. The one guy like interviewing a guy in a chair, mm-hmm. but then it turns out that he's not actually interviewing him because yeah, it's like reversed. The guy is actually in a back to tank. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. But the entire time they're jump cutting between that and gameplay and like that he's in a shootout somewhere. Yep. So I'm like, what is, what is going on? Uh, Color Gray Games <clears throat> revealed Rise of the Golden Idol. Sequel to The Case of the Golden Idol, which will be available on Steam, PS5, PS4, Xbox, and Switch. Uh, Surgeon Studios, the studio behind Assassin's Creed... uh, What? The studio founded by Assassin's Creed actor, Abukar... I'm not going to say his name, I'll butcher it. Abukar Salim. uh, Revealed its 2D side-scroller Tales of Kanzura Zao. Out April 23rd. CSUN Games showcase their latest multiplayer game, Mecha Break. Shark Mob announced that extraction shooter Exoborn is currently in development for PC and console. Also looked pretty. I don't remember this one. That is the one that the guy jumps out, breaks the window behind him, jumps out into the tornado. Yes. Flies around. Got it. Um, No gameplay, but like. That's like I'm so jaded yeah, now that like is no gameplay. Yeah. yeah, that everything's no gameplay, but because I get I see these cinematics and they all look amazing. And then I'm like, get my hopes up, and then I see the gameplay, I'm like, what the fuck is this? Um Nexon's the first is a descendant is set to get a full release in summer twenty twenty four. Um Neeple dropped the first trailer for the first Berserker. Kazan, coming to PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Indie developer Daniel Mullins Games revealed the sequel to Pony Island called Pony Island 2 Panda Circus. That was a fucking trip. That was a fever dream. I didn't know what was happening. Speaking of fever dreams, uh, the odd gentleman shared a first look at Harmonium, the musical, a game told through American Sign Language. With music. With music, yeah. That's the part that I'm still confused about. Yes. Uh, Rock City Studios provided a, a new look at Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, which, honestly, it's the best it's looked so far. Yeah. Which I makes still sense. Pro- but I still probably won't play it. Yeah. I think the superhero thing's uh, pretty well tapped out. As far as... I don't know. See, I, now... It depends on... It, a lot of it depends on what you're doing. Yes. And how you're doing it. Like, yes. It's not, so clearly... much, it, it's not so much that it's the superhero thing. It's that doing certain game styles do not work anymore. Yes. So you have to you have to be very good at what you do. Yeah. For example, Spider-Man 2 works. Yes. Um, another... Gotham Knights. Doesn't. Does not work. But if they had just made another Arkham Knight, yeah. it would. And assuming Marvel's Blade is like Spider-Man 2, it'll be good. It'll be all right. Motion Twin revealed its next title, Windblown, a roguelike expected to launch next year on Steam Early Access. Um, It looked interesting. Which is weird coming out of you for a roguelike. 
Yeah, I mean, that's always my beef with, that's always my thing with road likes. I watch the trailers or whatever, and I'm like, that looks cool. But then when it comes to, you know, where the rubber meets the road. Yeah. Where the fingers meet the mouse. Um, I hate them. So. Fingers the road likes? <laughs> Finger in the road likes. Anyways. Um, 2D Boy announced World of Goo 2 following on from 2008's World of Goo. Might not have been anything better than matches looking at that going, that looks really familiar. I, th- I think I've played this. Yeah. And then not and not until the end of going, I did play that. <laughs> I like was racking my, and then I was like, I fucking remember doing this. And it was World of Goo. I played World of Goo. Um, <clears throat> Griffline revealed that Ark Knight's Enfield is coming to PS5 with PC international testing to begin on January 11th. Billy Billy showcased the new trailer for the Matchless Kung Fu, which is uh, currently in early access on PC. That looked kind of interesting. I was, yeah. Uh, that one was in like the, what the fuck's going on over there? Yeah. Very much so. <laughs> um, Ninja Theory shared a new gameplay trailer for Hellblade Senua Saga with no confirmed release date. Kind of getting old. Yep. What did it say? 2020? It says next year. It said, yeah, 2024. Yep. The musical, um, number was also interesting those dudes on the drums man were just loving their life yeah as they should yep again music number that makes sense yep moon studios revealed its next game no rest for the wicked which will start early access on pc in early 2024 with a full release expected on uh pc xbox series and playstation 5 no rest for the wicked which that one what the, uh, which one was that I feel like that one looked good. I believe I believe that's the split one with two people where one dead one's alive. Ah, I believe, I believe okay. that is that one. All right. Not the one I was thinking. I was thinking of, I think. House I think, House. I think that's that one. I'm not. House House announced their next big title, Big Walk, coming in 2025. Hideo Kojima shared his upcoming Xbox exclusive project. Sorry, I believe it's I Overdose. Wanna, I want to roll back. Yeah, the big walk. Big walk. Yeah. What the fuck? Because House House are the guys that made Untitled Goose Game. Mm-hmm. And that had more direction. Yeah. This, they just went sandbox, weird people walk around, make cuckoo bear noises. Holds in the ground at one point. Yeah, well, they jump through yeah, like, they this jump thing. Through and then they kind of, I was like, they're so, I'm so confused. Because they were also like solving little puzzles. They were playing chicken on the beach. It kind of looked like, um, Human fall flat. A, a little, little bit, bit, yeah. Maybe their take on it, their their take on like that type of thing. Yeah, which I'm alright with that. There should be more games like that. True. Uh Hideo Kojima shared his Xbox exclusive project, which um I believe it's overdose, right? I think that's what I we saw. I, th- I believe so. And that's why it's just <clears> everything's getting called all the logos of the shirts, yeah. the OD, everything else. Everything appeared to say OD, but I think it's called overdose. Um, which will be developed in collaboration with Jordan Peele, among a whole slew of other people, apparently, that they're going to announce later. A teaser trailer showcase. I would. I think. I don't know. A teaser trailer might be a stretch, but by all means. They showed two people's faces. Yeah. They showed um, in- increasingly distressing shots of its cast uh, Sophia Lillis and Hunter Schaefer and Udo Kier, which. I don't recognize any of those names, but I recognize their faces. Hunter Schaefer sounded familiar, but 
like his voice did, but that's about it. Yeah. Um, Capcom announced the latest entry in the Monster Hunter franchise, which was, uh, I believe, Wilds, right? Yes. Monster Hunter Wilds. Yes. Uh, it's coming out in 2025 on uh, series PS5 and PC. I'll need to ask my uh, Monster Hunter friends what they think. Yeah. Because I, I don't really have a... I don't no even know, frame I, of reference. Right. I'm like, okay, that's the next main like Monster Hunter. Like, Remember Monster Hunter? Um, I, want, I don't think it was World. But the last one that came out that was like the whole big you mm-hmm. know adventure and everybody's like really seemed like Monster Hunter fans were really excited and they've done DLC since and I'm like and they've done I think they've done ones like on Switch and stuff in the meantime so those are just like you know little offshoot ones that aren't main entries yeah. and so I think this is supposed to be the next like main entry and I'm like this this should be exciting for them I think <laughs> I. Me, yeah, me, occupy me, that me, exact same space when it comes to Monster Hunter. Me looking at them. Is this good for you? <laughs> this this reminds me of like the time I, we were in. I, we went to I, myself and some other people uh, went to Gettysburg with Dewey. And we're in a brewery and Dewey, we're drinking, we're trying beer. Oh, okay. And Dewey looks at us and he's like, should I like this? <laughs> and we're like, we're like, no. <laughs> I, just, I just appreciate that. Should I like this? <laughs> Um, Embark Shadow dropped the release of its competitive shooter, The Finals. Have you heard anything about this yet? Uh, I played the beta a little bit before it officially came out. Uh, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it a little bit, but I you gotta I me and shooters, you know how it goes. I need people to play it with, otherwise yeah. it's not as entertaining to me. Okay. Um, Baldur's Gate three released on Xbox consoles. Poof. And um, there were some other game announcements. The Dave, the Dave the Diver, and Dredge crossover looked pretty cool. Metaphor uh, uh, Re Fantasio, Fantasio, yep. which was the fucking Persona. Yep, basically Persona. Warframe Whispers in the Walls update. I Final Fantasy VII. I don't know why the dude from Watch Dogs was there. Aiden. <laughs> why Aiden in the from bad guy. Watch Dogs was the bad guy? Final Fantasy VII Rebirth theme song premiere, new footage. Unnecessary. Yup. Apex Legends and Final Fantasy VII crossover. Confusing. Yup. And then there were some even more that came with uh, release dates. Ready or not, it's leaving early access on December 13th. Dude, play the game. Not Matt specifically, but like, ready People. or not, man, get yourself a crew and, and suffer. Yeah. It's going it, it, to, if you get the right group of people, it's going to be so much fun. Stormgate is coming out of early access in the summer of 2024, or coming to early access in the summer of 2024. If you're a, a Warcraft person, like Warcraft 3, Stormgate might interest you. Okay. Because apparently Metzen also consulted on it. Well, there you go. Asgard's Wrath is coming to MetaQuest on December 15th. I'm Nate's, at Mercer. Nate's favorite, Skull and Bones, is coming out February 16th. No, it's not. As Dusk Falls on PS4 and PS5 is coming out March 7th. Rise of Ronin on PS5, March 22nd. Looked interesting. Yep. Uh, Black Myth Wukong finally coming out August 20th, 2024. Great release date for that game. Yeah. Um, It looks really pretty. I will not play it. Yeah, that's out of all the games, that one is the one that we I said it when we were watching it. It screams to me too good to be true. True. Uh and it screams it, I looking at it, I'm like, man, that is so pretty, and I will have absolutely no interest to play it because it is not not my style of game. No, it's I think it's supposed to be a souls like. Yeah. But um, also August twentieth, <clears throat> you're safe. 
Yeah, that was a good date. Uh, Warhammer 40K Space Marine 2 coming out September 9th. I still hope that doesn't suck. Curious. The First Descendant is summer 2024. Mm-hmm. Zenless Zone launching on PC and Mac in 2024. Thrasher on PC in 2024. There's a third Z in that title. Is there? Zenless I'm, Zone. I'm pretty something. sure it was triple Z's. Yeah, well. Zen something zone? Maybe. I don't know. I thought I thought it was three Z's, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, Thrasher 2024. The Thrasher maker, is the... Yeah, there you go. Makers yeah. of Thumper. Yeah. The... Cult classic. Cult classic that blew our minds. Cult hit. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the other thing. We need to hire new writers. Yes. In my game awards, we're hiring new writers. Yeah. I need better script writers because that was terrible. And then uh, Usual June in 2025. All right. So there it was. There's your game awards talk. Let's get some... Uh, and, and by the way, this isn't everything. No, that was a condensed version, which is all you need to know. Yeah. Now for questionable things that we didn't write full paragraphs on, because I want to wrap this up. Indie Game Studio Triple Topping has announced that its staff has become redundant. Due to going bankrupt. <laughs> I just I just wanted to stop there for some reason. Triple Topping was established in 2017 by Redstrup and Simon Stalhansky. It has released such titles as Spit Kiss, Yinglet, and Welcome to Elk. Good stuff. Dude, Spit Kiss was such a good game. <laughs> Number two... <laughs> Number two, workers at QA provider Experis Game Solutions Milwaukee's Solutions Milwaukee office voted to unionize. The union composed of 42 test associates, software test engineers, and data software analysts is set to begin preparations for contract negotiations with Experis Game Solutions. Number three, Twitch is planning to shut down its streaming platform in South Korea next year due to high operating costs. Number four, Nintendo has canceled its upcoming fan event in Tokyo after, quote, persistently receiving threats, quote, against its um, oh, against its employees. New dates will be announced when they have been decided. Number five, the FTC has made its appeal to block Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard despite the $68.7 billion deal closing in October and multiple now investment capitals telling them to shut the fuck up. Number six, Starbreeze announced it has partnered with Wizards of the Coast to, cre- to create a Dungeons & Dragons cooperative game. The title, powered by Unreal Engine 5 technology, will be released in 2026 on all major platforms with crossplay functionality. THQ has announced that Alone in the Dark will be delayed until March 20th, 2024, to avoid crunch over the holidays. Number eight, an Xbox journalist said that Avowed will not be releasing in the first half of 24. So you can at least eliminate six months. Number nine, EA has made its photo sensitivity analysis tool open source. The resource, known as Iris, offers users an analysis an analysis to check content for flashing lights or rapidly changing spatial patterns. It aims to be used by developers early on in their development cycles to stop flashing lights. Number ten, a Dragon Age Dreadwolf teaser showed glimpses of its world, but hey, there ain't gonna be much until September of 2024, where hopefully they show us a more in-depth trailer. There was. It's been seven days. Anything? Uh, not really. Listening to Hardcore History started that up. Um, the Twilight of the Acer. Yep. Sim rig, cockpit, and monitor mount is built. Monitor first monitor is ordered. Um, ordered some bolts for the uh, wheelbase to hook up appropriately. Y'all like bolts. and um, I got bolts. That's. That's about it for me. What have you been up to? 
Uh, not a whole lot. Uh, playing through some Alan Wake, trying to trying to finish that off so I can cross it off the list. Um, still get jump scared way too much in that game. Where I just had that moment of like, Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, but it's good. I mean, I'm enjoying it. It's just that I just don't. I I don't need those heart moments, man. A random YouTuber that I watch, tech YouTuber, hmm. playing through Alan Wake 2, said that if it has the most jump scares out of any game they've played. I believe that. And also, for me, it has the most successful ones. Yeah. They kind of like, said the same thing, where it was like, if you are, if you are someone con- who enjoys consist- jump scares, yeah. you'll really like the game, because... It has the most good jump scares. Yeah, they're in. They're the done the correct way where they're not consistent. Yeah, so it's not. Oh, that door just shut. I watched the enemy go in there and they shut the door. So I'm gonna open this door and they're gonna, you know. Yeah, it's gonna be ooh spooky ghost and it's like you open the door. There's just nothing. You're like, yeah, I don't okay. like jump scares. And then you're walking into a lit room and then they, ah, <laughs> gosh, and you're like, I was, I was feeling safe. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, no, uh, they're they're. That's why I don't play it at night. That's fair. Because there's just going to be that moment where I go, that's it. Fuck I'm, this game. I'm, I'm fucking done. I'm not playing it anymore. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I need to get through that so I can get back to dragon, uh, dragon like these a, nuts. Sorry, over your face like a, like a dragon guide. So, yeah. Um, that's before the... Oh, you're you're going to end up having a backlog of fucking... I refuse. Of uh, Yakuza games. Or Yakuza no, games. I need to get through... Like a dragon guide in before infinite wealth. Yeah. I think I can do that. I just need to, you know. Yeah. Pedal to the floor. Yeah. Um World of Warcraft. Marvel Snap. Marvel Snap. Picked it back up. I'm enjoying it again. Fun. Dirty. Mobile game. True, but I played on the desktop. <sighs> He's safe. <laughs> <laughs> I have it on, I have it on my phone because it's, you know, cross. Yeah, cross accounts or whatever. But when I'm just like waiting for people, I can just open up a quick gameplay. Mm. Uh, because annoyingly, they didn't do that with Arclight Rumble from Warcraft Rumble. Like you have an entire launcher, but I can't launch that. Come on, man. Otherwise, I would do that. Is it a clone? Is it like a Korean clone or something of something? Or I don't know if they hired another company, but like what? You, they have an entire launcher. Just why can it not? It's, it's foolish. Why is it not in BattleNet? Um, it's quite foolish. With the same, you know, it's my account. Just let me log in and cross progression. Yeah. Uh, but whatever. That doesn't. Doesn't really matter. Uh, and yeah, that's that's it. Maybe I'll try that God of War DLC. Yeah, we'll see. But otherwise, until seven days from now. Toodaloo. Bye bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.